This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. Glad you're here joining us on this beautiful Mother's Day Sunday. I'm Jason Layler here with the world-famous co-host, Ted Walshin. Good morning to you, sir. Ted. Good morning to you, and happy Mother's Day to all the mothers listening this morning. Mm-hmm. Hi, Mom. And the uh, about-to-be mothers, too. Right. Good point. Mm-hmm. And all the aunts. Yeah. Grandmothers. Grandmothers. Okay. Do, do, have we got it all covered now? I believe so. Well, obviously a special day Godmothers. for... Godmothers. Godmothers. Stepmothers? Stepmothers. <laughs> okay. Mother, um, the Mothers of Invention. Okay. Great band from the 70s. Is it? 60s, I think. 60s? I 60s. have no idea. 60s. In addition, Frank Zappa. In addition to Mother's Day, of course, which well, is I very... When I think of Mother's, I think of Frank Zappa. Which is very special. <laughs> it is. I don't know what that means. Nothing. It is a very special... By coincidence, day. because... Right, Mother's Day is not the same day every year, right? I mean, it's a second Sunday, but it's mm. not on the calendar. It's not the same number. It's not no. always May 8th, no. is what I'm trying to say. No. But what is on May 8th is the anniversary of VE Day, mm-hmm. right? Victory in Europe. Yep. Uh, 1945, May 8th, 1945. I was thinking about that earlier because I was doing the math. You know, D-Day, of course, everybody knows that it was uh, June 6th, 1944. So to go from June to May, it's almost a whole year that it took the Allies to uh, finish what they started on June 6th. Well, they didn't really start it on June 6th, but from D-Day to VE Day was mm-hmm. almost a year of combat. Anyway, um, respect to all our veterans out there who are listening. Happy VE Day to mm-hmm. everybody. Yep. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. We're glad you're here. It is the Avoid Probate Show. We're going to talk about probate stuff, of course, but... Before we get to the probate stuff, do you know what else is happening today, Ted? I'm looking at it. <laughs> what are you looking at, Ted? I'm the, looking at the it. The listeners can't see what you're looking at. This is a coconut cream pie. Yes, and you like coconut cream I pie. I love right? coconut cream pie. Who doesn't like pie. coconut cream pie? Kelly likes coconut cream pie, and mm. she got a piece too, because, of course, it happens to be National Coconut Cream Pie Day. Whoa. It's a little sweet, eh? Mm. <laughs> but it's the sugar that makes it good. If I break into a zit... <laughs> Nice, nice. You'll know. So it's it's fu- really good. Where'd you get it? I, I made it. What are you talking about? Come on. <laughs> what do you mean, come on? You didn't make it. <laughs> Kelly, did you make it? <laughs> Kelly's not on the mic. Oh, okay. She's busy. She's working behind the glass. Right. But I heard uh, when Kelly saw the coconut cream pie, she said uh, she told me that on the weekend, last weekend, she made a key lime pie. I love those as well. When's I, key lime pie day? <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll have to find out. Get out of here. You know that. 
Wow. September is it a Sunday this year? Kelly's telling me in our oh, ear here that uh, Key Lime Pie is September 26th. I thought uh, that went on over the air, but it didn't. So September no. 26th, she says. So we have to wait till September to get a Key Lime Pie. But that's probably not a Sunday. I don't think it matters. We'll do it the, okay. the Sunday before. Okay. Okay. In anticipation It'll of... Key Lime Pie Week. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, the funny thing is, you know, we we come into the studio here at uh, the Zoomerplex and and record the show for the listeners to enjoy every Sunday morning. And regular listeners will know that sometimes we have props, especially for the opening segment, right? Mm -hmm. Like dill pickles, for example. Sometimes we have uh, food props. And so it doesn't take a scientist to figure it out. Kelly, the first thing she saw was the coconut cream pie. She's like, let me guess. It's National Coconut Cream Pie Day. Yeah. How did you know? So uh, I would suggest, because you brought this in, yes. and I brought in food this week. You did. and I, So you I should... would suggest you might want to mix the three together. Oh, that's nasty. Tell the listeners what you brought in, because I don't even this know what is, it is. Uh, really. it's, it's beets. Yeah. And it's uh, horseradish. But you were saying uh, you last week it was part of your yeah, Orthodox you, uh, Easter meal, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Two weeks ago, whatever it was. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever it was. It's been in the fridge. It's fine. <laughs> okay. It's, it's been in my trunk. Okay. Well, it's been cold out. Yeah, it's been cold out, absolutely. Especially at nighttime. Well, I'm looking forward to it, because I told you when you mentioned it, yep. it was part of this traditional meal or, or whatever, and I thought, oh, that sounds good. And you said, I'll bring you some in, and you actually did it this time. And, and beets are really, really healthy for you. They're, and I'm surprised how many people don't like beets. They're a superfood. You know what? They don't like beets. I love beets. I don't get it. Hmm. I don't get it. But then again, it's like it's like oysters, too. People, you don't like oysters. No, I don't get I the love, oyster thing. I love oysters. I don't understand. Like, horseradish on oysters. You don't even chew it, right? Even, you just swallow it. No, no, you chew it. You chew an oyster? Sure you can. Well, I thought you were just supposed to, like, suck it back. Well, you get depending on the size. If oh. you, you get one of those big ones from, from the West Coast, it's a good two, three chews. Oh, it sounds nasty. It's excellent. Chewy stuff. No, it's terrific. Okay. It's good for you, too. Well, listen, I can tell you right now, don't bother bringing any oysters in for, for my, for my benefit. I'll just eat them myself. You can have them yourself. I'll just sit in the parking lot. Anybody walks by, have a little sign, oysters. Yeah. It would be really bucks. like a really loud um, radio food to eat. My friend Myron, it was his 60th birthday several weeks ago, mm-hmm. and his wife, Jane Brown, who does the news yes. and the morning show yes, right of here course. on Zoomer. Yes. She threw him a surprise, several surprise birthday parties, one of which was uh, catered with oysters in an oyster shucker. And a what? They went, uh, oyster shucker. Okay. And he went through 200 oysters. Your friend did or the shucker did? The shucker did. So okay. 200 oysters in one time. No, no, yeah. Well, he's, he's dead now. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't eat oysters, oysters, so I don't know. Yeah. And boy, were they good. People were just gobbling them up. All right. Well, they're gone by like nine thirty at night. Okay. And you had a bunch yourself. I had an easy dozen. Good. Well, once again, folks, it's not the uh, avoid cooking show. It's the avoid <laughs> probate show, and yeah, like avoid said, heartburn show. Yeah, and avoid oysters too, man. But uh, well, I know some people like it. So you may recall last week we talked about having our first annual Mother's Day contest and a nice floral arrangement coming to a listener, and we received a whole bunch of folks sent in uh, their mom's names, and during the course of the program, I'm not going to tell you when, and we have to listen to the whole show, Exactly, we will read out the name of the winner, and that winner will get a beautiful floral bouquet. And thank you to all who enter. We'll do it again for Father's Day, but it won't be flowers. No, it'll be grass seed. Pickles. (laughs) Ted's dill pickles. We'll figure something out. Anyway, listen, keep listening to the show and you'll hear the winner. 
We're going to uh, go to our first break of the morning. When we come back, we definitely have some probate stuff to share with you. Mm-hmm. So once again... Um, Do you like anchovies? I can I can live with anchovies. Okay. I, don't, I don't go out and buy them in a tin and eat right. them out of a tin, but okay. if, they're on, if they're in a salad, it doesn't really bother me. Okay. What was I saying? I think I was talking about probate stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So top up your tea and your coffee. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about probate stuff. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Here we go down to 190 Baldwin, the heart of Kensington Market, Thomas Place, Tom Mahalik. Good day to you, sir. Spring has finally arrived. We're getting some really, really nice short-sleeve days. you got a good selection of short-sleeve shirts? We have short-sleeve shirts. Yes, we do. We have wonderful dress shirts. We have a lot of casual pants. And what makes this very, 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 very special, that we have a lot of online sport jackets that you can wear for any occasion. You know, our online sport jackets, some of them are made in Canada, beautifully tailored. And we also have them, uh, of course, from Italy. And when you wear one of these sport jackets in these beautiful weddings that are coming up, you're going to feel comfortable in them. And a lot of the weddings are going to be outside, or you're invited, or you're invited to a function. You wear one of our trousers, casual trouser, short or long sleeve shirt, and you wear one of these sport jackets, and you're ready to go. Tom's Place stands for Take Off More, and we will. Thank you very much. Uh, great to be on the air with you. My pleasure. 190 Baldwin. That's where you should head for Tom's voice. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Ted Walsh and Jason Laidler. September 26th, by the way, is a Monday. So I think we can legitimately kick it off. With. It'll be... Key lime pie. So the 25th, did you hear that, Kelly? Uh, September 25th, that's your... Uh, that's the Sunday. We got the thumbs lime. up from Kelly through the glass there okay. for key for lime. homemade key lime pie. There you go. And just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with Jason during the course of the week, you could do so by email. Info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free 1-844-667-7628. And the information, of course, that we provide each week in this program is for general consumption not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice, but we have people for both. Every situation is different, so if you require legal or investment questions, get a hold of Jason, info at avoidprobate.ca, or call 1-844-667-7628, and he will give you the proper guidance. I will do my best, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Ted. So, I want to start the show today, well, not this segment anyway, the the meat and potatoes part of the show, talking about probate, with a quick overview of what the solution is, because then I'm going to, I'm going to um, it's kind of like a mailbag, I think, because I want to talk about a, a real uh, story that, that happened to me with regard to an existing client, so it's kind of like a mailbag thing, I, I guess, but I, I want to remind the listeners, or if you're just joining us, thank you for joining us, you know, we're, we want to help people avoid as much of the probate nightmare as possible, and it's really a two-pronged attack, and uh, remarkably simple, and I'm still amazed that more people aren't talking about it, and every day people say to me, I've never heard this before, but it's, it involves moving investment assets from the bank over to an insurance company, reinvesting, I'm not talking about life insurance, I'm talking about investments that are going to be apples to apples, but once it's at the insurance company, we can now put a beneficiary on the account that was not there before because you cannot put a beneficiary on the non-registered account, non-registered account at the bank. 
some people challenge me on that, so I, I say, well, do you have a beneficiary on your checking account? And they're like, well, no. They look, they look at me funny. Well, why not? Uh, no one ever thinks to put a beneficiary on your checking account. Well, I'll tell you why not, because you can't. That's why not. But anyway, uh, that's the first uh, prong, or is it tong? Fort Tyne? Anyway, first part of the, uh, the strategy, move the investment money over to the insurance company, create a portfolio everyone's happy with, take advantage of it. There's other perks and guarantees that are available. I'm not going to get into that right now. I wanted to ask you, have you ever had, had a situation where someone was in the process of moving money from the bank? Let's say they just sold their house and they've got $1.8 million that's just been deposited into their bank account and they're just in the process of moving it through an insurance company and they pass away. I had a feeling you were, you were going there, and I want to say, thankfully, the answer to your question is no. But, and I talk about this all the time when I complain, complain about how long it takes the banks to complete these transfers. Yeah. I have threatened, I guess is the right word, uh, a bank manager who, in my opinion, was sitting on transfer requests for weeks and weeks and weeks. The lady was in her 90s, and I told the bank manager, I said, if this lady dies... Before you guys complete this transfer, we're going to sue you and everybody else who had a hand or you know should have had a hand on this transfer at the bank because it was just a ridiculous amount of time. I think I was talking, maybe it was last week or the week before when I followed up, they wanted 21 business days. Business days, that's mm-hmm. a long time, mm-hmm. 21 business days. Mm-hmm. And that's what they say, but they say 21 and it still takes 29. Yeah. But what, what can I do? Like, you know, they're, we're helpless and I hate that. So, thankfully, no, it hasn't happened yet. I guess, I mean, in theory, it certainly could happen, especially if you're talking about, like, a two-month process, Mm -hmm. which it could be. The second prong, uh, before I forget, people say, okay, that's great. We've uh, taken care of the probate on the investment stuff. What about the house? And I just want to just touch on real quick, you know, that's where we use the bear trust. I'm not going to get into what that means right now, but we can use a bear trust to avoid the probate on the house. So there, I mean, 90 times out of 100, that covers it. Uh, people have money in the bank and they have a house. It may be a cottage. doesn't matter. The real estate can go in the bear trust. We've taken care of the, you know, the liquid stuff, the investment stuff by moving it to the insurance company. No, and I'm not talking about the checking account or the credit card stuff. You still need your bank, I realize, because... You know, you're not paying your hydro bill from the account at the insurance company. So it's it's the long-term investment stuff that I'm referring to. So that's that's the strategy. And we often get calls from people with uh, GICs, these silly GIC things that everyone knows I hate. And so we often have to wait for maturity on these GICs, which is frustrating. We have broken them. Just to uh, let you know, it is possible to, it's called canceling. A GIC, even what's what they call a locked-in, even a locked-in GIC can be canceled. It's a it's a grind and it's a chore, and the banks don't like it. But it's your money, um, and so they they have to follow your instructions. And 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 think about this too. To your point about passing away like mid transfer, well, if if you pass away with GICs. You don't have to wait until the GICs mature for the money to hit the estate and for the beneficiaries, you know, to get their money. They they break the GICs. So they're breaking GICs every day because of people who are passing away and because of people like me who are sending them letters. It's called a letter of direction with specific client instructions signed by the client. Hey, we want to, we want you to break this GIC even though it's locked in. There is an interest penalty. Who cares? It's It's peanuts. But all right, enough about that. That's setting up my uh, recent uh, experience because... 
this lovely lady, existing client, she's had one GIC mature already, so we, instead of renewing it, hallelujah, uh, it didn't get renewed. Remember, the banks can do automatic renewals on these GICs. I warn I warn our clients all the time, if you've got GICs that are coming up for uh, renewal or maturity, and your your plan is to move the money to the insurance company, which is a good plan, make sure you tell the bank in advance, I do not want this GIC renewed or it will get renewed and re-locked in. And that's that's not cool, but I've seen that happen. So existing client is, is where I'm going with this, and another GIC has matured. So I got the call. Okay, sure, I'll, I'll come by and, and pick up uh, the next check for this most recent GIC. Yeah, okay. And I was tipped off. They said, well, we want to use insurance company X this time. It was a different insurance company. We've said it before that we're independent advisors and that... I know it sounds rude kind of when I say I don't care which insurance company it is. I don't mean I don't care. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me because like in terms of compensation, it's standard across the board. I've talked about that so that the, it's a level playing field and advisors aren't, uh, there's no bias in the system. The regulators won't let that happen to protect the consumer. But I do care because, you know, not all are created equal, of course. Some are, some have str- strengths in different departments. Some are focusing on a different uh, demographic and the pricing is different here the pricing is different there the life insurance maybe is is their best offer not the investments some of them the investments are the best offer not the life insurance it's all different right and mm-hmm. and the different sizes and different uh, levels of support and that's the point i really want to hammer on here is that i've said it before something that a lot of investors or our clients really don't think about and i don't blame them for not thinking about this is what the back office support looks like it's really, really important. So knowing in advance that this lady wanted to uh, make the deposit somewhere different, and I don't love that either because who wants another set of statements? We're trying to simplify people's lives here. Don't you get enough mail? Mm. So anyway, I called this insurance company because I'm, I have to be contracted with the insurance company. There's a you know, paper process there. And I am contracted with this insurance company, but I just called them to make sure that my code, my advisor code, was up to date and valid. So, you know, I don't want any hiccups with this transaction. And I finally, it took me a while to get a real person on the phone. I finally did. And I simply said, okay, can you put me through to the contracting department, please? Because that's a thing. There's a whole department. Well, there should be anyway where they do the contracting paperwork for advisors because obviously there's new advisors every day and you know you're not you're not born contracted to every insurance company mm-hmm. you've got to go through the process so the lady says to me no i can't and i said why not well there's nobody in the office and she because of covid and here's the covid excuse again that we're all sick of hearing there's nobody in the office everybody's working from home blah 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 you have to send an email to contract. Well, I'm driving my car. I'm busy. I'm thinking, no, I'm not sending an email. Put me through to somebody else. Just anybody that I can talk. It's just a simple question. I want to check my code. Well, there's nobody here. <laughs> I couldn't believe she said that. There's no, this is a big insurance company, by the way. And if I said the name, everybody would recognize the name. I'm not going to say the name, but you would know exactly what I'm talking about if I said the name. And I said, you're telling me there's nobody in the office that I can talk to with this question. Nope, you have to send an email. I said, if that's the case, I'm here to tell you right now, I'm not submitting this business to this insurance company if there's nobody in the office for me to talk to. And then, to my surprise, she kind of caught me off guard. She got all, like, defensive. And she said, "This was because listen, listen, 
she told me to listen. She goes, uh, don't get mad at me. Because, and I'm just doing, I said, I'm not getting mad at you. I realize it's not her fault. But uh, it kind of, I thought it was kind of funny. But I didn't mean to upset the lady. And I just said, you know, okay, thanks for your help. And I hung up the phone and I thought to myself, nope, not happening. I'm not doing this because that's not cool. We want some support. Accidents happen. I mean, mistakes happen. I need a form. I, I got a question about this or that. You know, I, who am I going to ask? Uh, I'm going to ask you. Hey, Ted, what's the form that I need at this insurance company for blah, blah, blah? And I got I to gotta rely on these yeah, people. For sure. To help me help their clients. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'm not doing it. And I, I thought, I'm going to tell this lady who's elderly. And I, and I get it. Like people... Well, people like real life support, not automated machines and stuff, right? <laughs> Nobody likes press automated one, machines. Press one for this, press yeah. two for that, et cetera, et cetera. That's my life uh, following up. Press on. three if you want to kill yourself at this point. <laughs> press four if you want to. Oh, I was going to say something about the bank, but yeah. I'm not. But you can get the idea. So I went to the meeting with this lady, which was a few days later. And I didn't know really what to expect, how it played out. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll finish the story right after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only, and then rubbed salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man. He'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Hey, it's Avoid Probate. It's Ted Walsh and it's Jason Laidler. 
and it's Mother's Day. And happy Mother's Day to you if you are celebrating. I hope you have a fabulous day today and you're treated with the respect that you so well deserve. The way you should be treated. Exactly. The way we treat you when you contact us. <laughs> That's right. And in order to contact us, you can send an email, which is info at avoidprobate.ca, or you can call one 667 7628 We would also suggest that you check out the website, because on the website you will find a couple of neat things, like, for example, a free probate calculator that you can use to give you an idea of how much probate might be payable on your estate. Also, there's a little button there that'll take you to past programs, podcasts of Avoid Probate, and you can select whichever one you want, in case you uh, missed one. Or maybe there's one that you heard that you'd like to hear again because there's something that you want to pick up on that you may not have the first time around. So go log on to avoidprobate.ca and uh, play with the calculator and also check out past episodes. Yeah, speaking of past episodes, and thanks for that, Ted. Wow, man, we've got some hardcore listeners who, when the um, podcast list falls a little bit behind... They're on it, and they're calling and emailing and letting me know that, hey, the podcast list is not up to date. Okay, I get it. It's an ongoing work in progress. I want to say today that it is up to date, but I hope it's up to date. But it's been updated recently, let's put it that way. So if you were looking for shows that you couldn't find, have a look, and hopefully it's there now. Mm -hmm. Moving on, though, with the story about my frustration and disappointment with this insurance company... I went to the meeting with the, this lovely lady and her and her daughter, and that's fine. That's often. We encourage that. It's just usually better for everybody if if mom and, and one of the kids or, or all the kids are there, or it's just, you know, it's a collective thing, and everybody can process the information. It's information overload sometimes for people at, at the initial consultation that we can mm-hmm. provide at no charge. So I understand that, and that's why it's uh, two heads is better than one thing. So as I was saying... This lady had the intentions of putting the second deposit somewhere else. She reminded me, she goes, remember, this one's going to insurance company X. And I said, no, it's not. And she was surprised that I said that. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be a good surprise or a bad surprise. So, of course, I explained it, as I did you know, earlier in the show before the break. I explained what happened. And I just stressed, like, that's... And, and you know what? It wasn't, it wasn't really hard to convince anybody that this is not cool and you know a lack of service that's not where that's not where we want to be doing our business mm-hmm. so it wasn't a big deal i was happy that it wasn't a big deal and so we're just going to uh, continue to use the the insurance company we started with which is something i'm very happy with and to that point same meeting it just so happened there was another question on the table and i want to share this with the listeners because it was a question i'd never had before and it had to do with beneficiary designations. So, of course, we put beneficiaries on the account, and that's what we do. And that's what's so simple about avoiding the probate nightmare is it just requires a beneficiary on the account, but you can't do it at the bank, as I said. So when we set up accounts at the insurance company, that's the first thing we do is put beneficiaries on it. That's the whole point. That's what we're trying to avoid probate. There was a, several, several beneficiaries in this case. You can have several. But that's, I get that question all the time, too. Can I have more than one beneficiary? Of course you can. I think my record is nine beneficiaries on one account. 
there aren't nine in this case, but there's maybe half a dozen, let's say. And just also, listeners are asking, can you name a trust as a beneficiary? The answer is yes. You can name a trust as a beneficiary. That's an issue for people who are dealing with Henson Trusts. And I think we've talked about Henson Trust. We can talk about it again another time. If you have a question about a Henson Trust, give us a call. I'm not going to get into that right now. So multiple beneficiaries, including a trust, not necessarily carved in stone. You can make it something, it can be something called an irrevocable beneficiary, Mm -hmm. which means you can't change that without the beneficiary's permission. That's usually a court-ordered thing. I very rarely set up an irrevocable beneficiary because I want the client to have uh, flexibility. You want to change the beneficiary, change the beneficiary. Actually, we've got a story about changing the beneficiary coming up before the show's over. As soon as I get through this story, the question was this. Well, they noticed, okay, the beneficiary was set up as per instructed, but she said, hey, these people are listed on the paperwork. They get paperwork, of course, from the insurance company showing what's what. These people are listed as grandchildren. I said, yeah, okay. She goes, well, they're not grandchildren. I said, well, what are they? She goes, they're great-grandchildren. And the question was, does it matter? And I thought, well, that's interesting. I've never had that question before. I assumed it did not matter. And remember, I'm still in the meeting with this with this same person. I said, you know what? what I got a call to find out if it matters. I don't think it does. But here, let me make the point of what good back office support looks like. Right. I'll call them right now, and you can hear the phone call. Mm-hmm. Right, we've got nothing to hide. It's, it's all transparent, full so disclosure. So you tried, you, you tried one insurance company, and you weren't getting anywhere. We didn't go there, though. Uh-huh. So I, I made the point... I don't want to deal with this insurance company because I got nowhere before. Let's call the one we're already dealing with. Right. And we're already dealing with them because, A, in my opinion, they're industry leaders, and B, part of being an industry leader is providing a good level of support for the advisor. I can't stress it enough. Listeners, the advisor needs to be supported too. And, you know, depending on who you're dealing with, you need to think about that. Well, you should always be thinking about that. So I called my, I called the support team for the insurance company we're already dealing with and that we're going to continue to deal with. And, you know, the phone, I use my cell phone, there's a clock on it. It tells you how long the call's taking, the duration of the phone call. After two minutes, I had a real person on the phone. I said, hi, my name's Jason. I'm one of your advisors. I'm calling regarding this contract number, blah, 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 so that they can punch it up on the computer and reference it and know what we're talking about, be on the same page. question is this. Some of the beneficiaries listed are listed as grandchildren. I'm now been informed they're actually great-grandchildren. Doesn't matter. Is that a problem? And the lady said, no, it's not a problem. Not at all. Doesn't matter. I said, okay, that's what I thought. Just wanted to check and make sure. And I said, thank you for your help. Have a nice day. Oh, yeah, and she did. I did get prompted for my advisor code. I'm not going to say what that is on the radio, but when you're contracted with uh, an insurance company, you have a specific advisor code that they give you, and that's when they know who they're talking to, which advisor they're talking to. And they won't give me any information about your account until, unless I can tell them what the advisor code is attached to the account, and that's for your protection. Sure. So I know what, the, I know what my code is, of course. And we got the answer to the question, hung up the phone. I said, thank you very much. Have a nice day. Hung up the phone. I said, look, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's good support. And so we answered the question, hammered the point about how important support is and how different it can be. I didn't get the answer, you're going to have to email your question. That's not the answer I got. I got an answer right away from a real person. So I just thought that was an important message to share with the listeners because it's something that it's easy to overlook or you know not put any you know credence to the value of this back office support. That's enough said about that. I have another quick story I want to get to before we get to our next break. With regard to, it kind of ties in, this is a coincidence, it ties into changing beneficiaries. I saw this interesting article, and it's called 
are you thinking about disinheriting your kids? I thought, okay, mm-hmm. I got to read this. <laughs> a lot of people are under the assumption you can't disinherit your kids. Well, that's incorrect. You can. It's your money. You can do whatever you want with it. But I want to be clear, if you do not have a will, the province has one for you, and it includes your kids. So if you did want to disinherit a child, we're going to talk about how and why that might happen in a minute. If that's your intention, you need a will. Because if you don't have a will, the province doesn't know that you were planning on leaving little Jimmy out of the picture for whatever reason. And so, you know, the default the default rules for settling an estate without a will, dying intestate, that's called dying intestate, dying without a will. The default rules includes your spouse, who gets something called the preferred share, and the province recently increased that preferred share amount. It was two fifty, I believe now it's three fifty. So the first three fifty as in three hundred and fifty thousand dollars, that automatically goes to your spouse. And then the remainder of of the estate is divvied up between your spouse again and your children. That's a oversimplification. Some kids sitting there thinking right now, my luck one of my parents will die and leave three hundred and fifty one thousand. <laughs> well they have to divvy that dollar up uh you know That's what between I'm everyone. So yeah, I mean That's the way it goes. Again, oversimplification. If you have questions about that, give us a call. So this article goes on to say, experts say that deciding to cut off a child or children in your will comes with financial, emotional, and practical considerations. It's your right, again, it's your right to not pass your assets on to an independent adult child or children, but it's important to get good advice, document your reasons, Certify, (laughs) I love this, certify your state of mind and communicate your wishes to those you are disinheriting. That's interesting. You know, it's not supposed to be a surprise. That can cause problems for sure. What? What are you talking about? I'm out of the will. You know, now then, then a challenge comes forth and now you are in court for years and money, lawyers, etc. Yep. So... Yeah, certify your state of mind. You you have to because that's going to be the first challenge that comes up. They're going someone's going to say, "Oh, Dad wasn't uh, with it when he made this decision, or he was, or he was uh, unduly influenced by my my jerk brother who you know wanted it all for himself." Goes on to say that it should not come as a surprise, and the reasons that parents disinherit kids. I mean, can you think of any reasons why somebody might want to do that? I'm sure you can. Sure, I mean, kid, you could find his kids have been stealing from you. The yeah, kids yeah. And, you don't want to leave money because they're involved in some nefarious sure. activity. Yeah. And and it's not all bad reasons either. Or maybe they've already got enough money, they don't need your money. Well, that's, You'd rather that's give one. it to a charity. Yeah, or the other thing that I see on a semi-regular basis is, okay, we've got all this money and we want to leave it to our children and we, don't, and we want to avoid probate on it. However, little Bobby, we helped him with his mortgage five years ago and he's already got his piece of the pie. So, And everybody knows that and everybody understands that. So... The rest of it is divvied up amongst the other kids. You know what I mean? Mm. So some some people get their get their inheritance early for whatever for different reasons, and that's what this says. It says the reasons can range from uh, disagreements over lifestyle choices or political views, interesting, to feelings of estrangement, concerns that their heirs don't need the money. That's what you said, and fears that their offspring lack the judgment or the financial wherewithal to handle the funds. Mm-hmm. And so to that point, I just want to quickly remind listeners that the insurance company, I I keep saying there's, aside from avoiding the probate, 
There are other good reasons and advantages to having your investments at the insurance company, and one of them is this option and the, and the flexibility that it gives you to leave the uh, inheritance in a way that you that your it doesn't have to be a lump sum. You can structure it, and it's all built in. It's not you don't need a separate trust document to say, you know, uh, little Johnny gets X number of dollars at age of twenty one, and then he can have an income of uh, whatever for 10 years or nine years, and then at age 30, he can have the balance, whatever that is. You can do that uh, when your investments are at the insurance product and it's in the insurance company, and it's built into the investment products. You don't need a separate trust to do that. And lots of people aren't aware, of course, that this flexibility option exists and that it's entirely flexible. It, doesn't, it can be, like I said, a lump sum deferred to a certain age. It can be an income slash annuity type of thing mm-hmm. with a fixed period, 10 years or whatever, or, or a certain age, or a certain event. Uh, sometimes it's uh, until marriage or until their child's born, whatever. It can be an event. It's totally up to you. And that's the point I want to make here is it's just one more of the advantages, aside from avoiding the probate nightmare, it's one more um, option and one more advantage to dealing with the insurance companies instead of you-know-who. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's a lot to chew on, and we'll let you chew on that uh, while we take another quick break. We're going to come back after a minute and do the last segment. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Let me take a moment to tell you about my friends at Helenda's The Meat People. I've been a big, big fan of theirs for years now, and without a doubt, they make some of the best sausage in Ontario. They are multiple award winners, having captured the Ontario's finest meat competition's coveted award of excellence on three separate occasions, in addition to dozens of individual product awards. Helenda's has also received the Grand Champion Ribbon at the past two Royal Winter Fairs Ready to Eat Meat Snack Competition. So whether you're preparing a charcuterie board or a full-blown sit-down dinner for your friends or family, you'll find Helenda's award-winning products at fine meat shops throughout the province, now including selected Metro, Sobeys, Fortino's, and Foodland stores, along with their seven Helenda's locations. Their barbecued kielbasa, my favorite. Fresh bun, horseradish, it's out of this world. But don't just take my word for it, judge for yourself. On your barbecue, in your kitchen, or straight from the fridge, Helenda's, the way sausage should taste. So, Jason, we were about to give away a fabulous bouquet of flowers for Mother's Day. That's right. As we've mentioned. But we've decided that we're going to extend this for one more week. Yes. Why? Well, we tossed and, and turned about this decision in the planning meeting, but we figured, you know, Mom's probably got a bunch of flowers already from all of her loving children. So we yep. thought, you know what, let's stretch it out and let Mom have some fresh flowers for longer. You're right. Right? Does that make sense? I, I, well, you mentioned it to me, and I agreed with you 100%. You just get fresh flowers, and now you're going to get the second brush. And the way I look at it, too, is, as you know, being of Ukrainian descent, quite often my calendar is off from everyone else's. Our Christmas is celebrated January 7th versus December 25th. The Orthodox Easter this year was a week later, so why not look at this as kind of a Ukrainian Mother's Day? Well, that works for me. Okay. Sounds good. So very simply, all you got to do is just write in to send uh, us info at avoidprobate.ca and say you'd like to send my mom a bouquet of flowers for Mother's Day, and her name is, and just give us her first name. And of course, leave us your last name and first name, and we'll get back to you on Exactly. It. 
Perfect. Very simple. So happy Mother's Day. Info at avoidprobate.ca. Happy belated Mother's Day. There you go. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Avoid Probate. It's a radio program, which is what you're listening to. It's also a company. It's also a website, avoidprobate.ca, and you can contact the good folks there. That would be Jason Laidler at info at avoidprobate.ca, or toll-free, you can call one 667 7628 with your questions and your comments, or perhaps you just want to share an, a story with us that you think that the audience might be interested in hearing and perhaps learning from, because as we'd mentioned many times before, that when we share these stories, oftentimes people will glean from it information that they need or desire, and so that's beneficial and entertaining, we like to think. So do that. Avoidprobate.ca is the uh, website, and info at avoidprobate.ca is the email address, or one 667 7628 Jason. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Speaking of uh, sharing stories, this is uh, the mailbag uh, segment. Just want to remind the listeners, we have changed the format here. We took out a a break for your listening pleasure. There's one fewer break to uh, have to listen through. Anyway, the mailbag, starting with a letter or an email I got from a gentleman who's concerned about having to deal with probate on his mother's estate, which is it's a sizable estate. But remember, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a million dollars to have a probate problem, potentially. And we've talked many times on the show about how the banks have discretion to require probate, and sometimes they'll require probate on $15,000, even though the province doesn't require probate on estates worth less than fifty five zero, So there's no probate fee to pay to the province if your estate is worth less than $50,000, but the bank can still require it, or any, any financial institution technically can require the probate. So this gentleman's worried for good reason. It's a lot of money in this case. He's got a brother, and him and his brother are both named as executors on mom's, in mom's will, but so is the lawyer who drafted the will. Okay, well, that's not terribly uncommon. Um, sometimes it's only the lawyer. If there's no kids or if there's no kids that you think are suitable to act as an executor, it's an onerous, challenging, stressful job, potentially. Some people will use the lawyer or a, um, what do you call it, a corporate trustee. Uh, there are corporate trustees out there who can serve in that capacity as well. So the listener, let's call him John. It's not his real name, of course. John tells me that the lawyer has final say in the settlement of this estate once mom's gone. She's not gone yet. Even if John and his brother agree. So think about that. That's crazy. So I I like three people. I like odd numbers. Uh, I like it when it's an odd number of decision makers so as to avoid a stalemate. We don't want a a tie in the decision making process when we're settling mom's estate. I guess, is that a chess term, stalemate? Mm -hmm. Do you like chess? No. <laughs> I was going to say we should play sometime, but maybe not. I knew you were going to say that. That's why I said no. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to bring it. I don't it. dislike it. I just haven't played it all the time. You clean my clock. Well, I haven't played in a long time either, but I watched the Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Gambit? Something mm-hmm. like that? Anyway, sorry, a little um, tangent there. See? Got to focus. That's my lack of professional broadcasting skills uh, showing themselves there. So I had two questions from this gentleman. Is it actually written down somewhere? that this lawyer has the final say? Because I've never seen that, and that would be a weird thing. 
I think, for the lawyer who crafts the will to actually put in the will, I get the final say. I'm drafting this will, and I get the final say. I'm not saying it's not true. I just want to see it in writing because it could be like uh, it could be a myth. You know, maybe so. Dad's gone, and maybe Dad just said, like off the cuff, "Yeah, you boys are both on as executors, but really, I want." the lawyer to have the final say because he's the lawyer. But it might not be you know, codified. It might not be written down. Maybe it is. I told the guy, I said, I want to see it because I've never seen it and I want to see that. My second question though, relating to that, okay, if it does say that and if it is accurate, then what's the point of you being an executor? If you and your brother together can't you know, outvote the lawyer, what are you doing there? Why bother? There's no, you have no authority. Your executorship has no teeth. It's a waste of time. And, you know, it is time-consuming. It is stressful. So that was my other question. And, you know, he, he's thinking about it. You know, forget it. He could renounce his executorship. Mm-hmm. We talked about renunciation, <laughs> renouncing your executorship on a previous show in some detail with regard to a court case involving someone's application for being renounced, being denied by the court. Do you remember why it was denied? The court said, no, we're not going to let you renounce. No. Because they had intermeddled already in the settlement of the estate. They had paid costs, estate co- they paid for funeral costs, they had uh, moved some money, they did some stuff. Right. And then they were, and somebody else involved in that situation didn't like how they handled some aspect of it. I can't remember all the details. And so they were going to sue the executors again. You don't want to be an executor in Ontario if you're going to help it. And if you do have to be an executor in Ontario, there is executor insurance. We do not provide it, full disclosure. Don't provide it, don't want to provide it, but I know it exists and I can help you get it if you need it. And some people are building it into their wills. They're saying automatically, you know, 10 grand or whatever the amount is, uh, is set aside to cover the cost of executor insurance for my executors so that, they, you know, if they do get sued. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't remember what show that was where we talked about renouncing, but it is a thing. You don't have to be an executor. And so many times people name an executor, they don't even tell the person that they've been named as an executor. So if you haven't even been told that you got the job and then that person passes away and someone comes knock and say, hey, Ted, guess what? You're the executor for so-and-so's estate. You're like, I didn't know that. Forget it, man. I'm I'm busy. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested. I didn't even like the guy. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. So <laughs> you, you can't trust me. I'm a thief. <laughs> right. I'm wanted. Yeah. Anyway, so there's all kinds of reasons, good reasons. There's all kinds of good reasons to not want the job. Don't feel like there's any shame in it. And, no. and of course, because of all that, there's an opt-out clause. And it's called uh, renouncing. So I don't know if this guy's, if this gentleman's going to renounce or not. I just don't see the point of going through the motions if I got no authority. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I just thought that was interesting. We'll find out. Hopefully I'll find out if it is in writing or not. And maybe we'll uh, provide an update later at that time. Next uh, mailbag item here. I'm going to read this email. Another email. Thank you. Keep the emails coming. I'll read it all and I'll come back and just touch on a few points. There's a lot here. There's no way we can cover all of this. Even though it's a relatively short email, it says, My financial advisor has around a million dollars of my money sitting in a money market account. That's like cash. It's basically cash, a money market account. Not making any money. And then, by the way, there's nothing wrong with it. It serves a purpose. Sometimes uh, you need cash for lots of different reasons, good reasons to have cash or have it in cash. But safe and not losing any money either at my age. I don't know what the age of this person is. I, I wish I did. It makes all the difference in the world. Can I make a joint with one or two of my children 
like I did with my savings and checking bank account, and thus avoiding probate on the money held with my financial advisor at such and such a financial institution. I won't name it. From hearing your show today, not today, this is an old year email, from hearing your show today, would this be better in GICs, making a small amount of return, but with a beneficiary named, even with my bank accounts held jointly, could the bank still require probate? I've heard they can at their discretion. House can't be probated if there is a bare trust. What is that? Okay, like I said, tons, tons of content here we could dive into. Let me just do the broad strokes. Okay. Can I make it joint with one or two of my children? Of course you can. Uh, it's your money. You can make a joint with Mickey Mouse if you want to. Uh, do I like the idea? Most of the time, no. There's a better solution, and that's the solution that we're providing here. I think we have the best mousetrap. I like keeping all of mom's money solely in mom's name. Put the kids on as beneficiaries. I get it. You, I get it. People are making it joint to avoid the probate. I understand. Because that's the best the bank can do for you. They can't put a beneficiary on it. We can. So let's do it that way. Let's move it over to the insurance company. Let's put the kids on as a beneficiary. If you need help managing the money, and that's fine. Lots mm-hmm. of people need help managing the money for whatever reason. That's what power of attorney is for. So we can check all the boxes, but we keep it simple. We avoid ownership challenges. We avoid taxation complications. And most importantly, we avoid exposure. We don't want those dollars being exposed to your kids' activities or inactivities or lawsuits or angry spouses or any of that stuff. So we can avoid all that by keeping it all in mom's name. But I don't know the details of the situation. So you know, until I know the details, I, I can't say for sure whether it's a good idea or a bad idea. I will, will, I'll find out in time, I hope. Would it be better in GICs? No. Uh, that's the easy one for me to answer. Nothing's better in GICs, in my opinion. Nothing. There's always a better option. The investments that we manage for our clients at the bank are never locked in. I know you can get what's called cashable GICs. <laughs> the interest rate on these cashable GICs, any idea what today's... I mean, One. One percent? <laughs> no, no. No, I think the last one I saw was 0.6, something like that. I don't see them very often. Most people don't get cash as well because the interest rate's so low. What's the point? The the inflation rate's 5%. So you're getting half a point on your money at at the bank in this cashable GIC, and the spread on that is four and a half points. You're going backwards four and a half points. Guaranteed. That's a guaranteed step backwards. And the money's locked in. And it's going to be probated. It drives me crazy. So... Hard no on the GICs. I'm just reading the, uh, through the note here. Something about putting a beneficiary on the GIC. Well, again, I don't like the GIC, but we can move the money, and we can put it in cash, and we can put it in products that have guarantees that the insurance company provides that doesn't lock your money in and still pays you a lot better than a GIC does. Those are options. Mm-hmm. And uh, adding the beneficiary, well, of course, that's that's what we want to do. We want to add the beneficiary. The last comment, I guess, before we got to move on and start to wrap up here. Yes, the banks can require probate at their discretion, and we touched on that earlier. The house can't be probated if there is a bear trust, bear trust in quotes. Oh, bear is not spelled B-E-A-R, it's B-A-R-E, it's bear as in naked, and it's referred to that, it's referred that way because it's a stripped down form of a standard trust. It's a little different, it's a bit of a different animal, huh, get it, different animal? Mm, Got it. Come on, that was good. It's a bit of a different animal than the regular trust, Uh, we can... Call me if you want more information, but the answer is yes. A bear trust will avoid the probate on the house mm-hmm. and or the cottage and or the commercial unit, 
any real estate right. that you've got, we can put all of it in a bear trust. It doesn't create a tax event, and it doesn't change your control. You want to sell it, sell it. The trustee can't oppose the sale. You don't sacrifice anything. All you sacrifice is a few dollars it costs to set up the bear trust. It's not free. Uh, we use a, a good bear trust lawyer to do this work for you. And oddly, he doesn't want to work for free, Ted. Funny that. Yeah, funny that. Lawyers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All right. That's it for the mailbag today. Keep the letters coming. We'll share some of them with you every week and uh, hopefully answer some of the questions that are within the letter. That's what we're trying to do. I can say most of the time it is better to, after the initial you know contact, we normally need to move to a phone conversation and that's when we can really nail down what's going on and what the lay of the land is. And so I often encourage people, you know, send me a phone number, I'll call you. There's no charge for the phone consultation. And that's usually the the next step and then a face to face. And again, there's no charge for any consultations. Uh, we don't we don't work that way. Okay, Ted, do uh, you got any plans for Mother's Day today? Yeah. Go celebrate it with uh family. Good. Well, not, my mother's not with us anymore, but uh Right. But my daughter's a mother. I was just going to say, your your daughter's a new right. mom. Well, re- relatively new mom, right? A couple of years, yeah. 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 Well, that's fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. And my granddaughter will say, do I get a present too? <laughs> and what's the answer to that, Ted? No. Oh, really? Look yeah, at you. I'm not going to get a present. Yeah, of course you are. You big softy. Well. Uh-huh. I'll just give her everything I own. Well, um, listeners will know that um, my mom answers the phone when you call the toll-free number. Maybe I should... Give her the day off. What do you think? I think you should. Really, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, give her the Sunday off. Did you hear that, <laughs> Did you hear that Bob? You don't have to work on Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you can take the rest of the day but off. But it's funny, though, because people do call on Sundays. It right, is. Uh, right after the show airs. During, during the show. During the, the show. The phone's ringing in, and 90% of the time, nobody's going to answer the phone yeah. because we don't work on Sunday. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that, listeners. If you call on Sunday morning, you're probably not going to get a real person to talk to, but there is a voicemail. You can leave a message. Having said that, uh, we got a call of the day on the this uh, Mother's Day episode of the Avoid Probate Show. So thanks to our awesome producer, Kelly, for rocking it behind the glass and for promising to bring in homemade key lime pie on Key Lime Pie Day in September. Thanks to Ted Walshen for his decades of radio excellence. Thank you, Zoomers, for your time today. Hope you enjoyed it and hope you learned something. And I hope you will join us again next Sunday morning, 8 a.m. on AM 740 for the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Layler. We'll do it again next week, right, Ted? You bet. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.